Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, all. Good morning, Heels. Good to have you on the show. You've been obsessed by Rocco this morning. You've spent your entire time over a seven-foot, what is he, 16-year-old. Yes. (laughs) And he's lived everywhere. I finally found he's a Sunshine Coast product. He's a 16-year-old, maybe young on 17, that's going to be put in the Boomers squad. I mean, that, that's basically being put in the NBA, isn't he? Mm, yeah. I, I met him the other day at uh, the uh, Sports Awards at yeah. the end of last year, and uh, you've seen nothing like it. And like the whole room, which included the Premier and the Governor, and all, everyone just sort of gasped when he came on stage. And I, I had a chance to chat to him while a video was playing and ask the obvious questions. And I just came back to the microphone and said, Well, I'll answer the obvious questions. He's, uh, he's still a teen, well and truly. He's 215 centimetres, so seven foot in the old, and uh, he's going to be a star by the looks of it. So, yes, if you, the, the Boomers have got to play some World Cup qualifiers late in uh, Feb, uh, and it is Feb 1, so uh, welcome to the new month, Bahrain and, pa- and Kazakhstan. And because it's in the middle of NBL finals time and all that sort of stuff, um, there's going to be a lot of, lot of youngsters blooded in this, and it looks like Rocco Sikarski is going to be one of those basketballers. It's a, it's, a, mm. it's, a, it's a quirky story. It's a wonderful little story. But you've got to see he is a very, very tall young man and obviously destined for stardom. Yeah. Um, uh, now I see you're in the papers today. Yes. Linny's been contacting you. Yes, he sent us a nice text to say, well, you know, congratulate the Heat mm-hmm. and in going so deep in this tournament. Um, he was very hopeful of getting the Adelaide Strikers that far too, but they didn't go so well at the end after he left. Um, so... Yeah, that, that was good of Lenny. So very good. And, uh, uh, you know, I think whilst he was with the Heat, the young, the inexperienced players weren't doing enough for him and mm-hmm. around him. And our hope was that the move would be good for Lenny to yep. go and freshen up and play with some stars like Rashid Khan, who, who wouldn't be sitting back relying on him, and that our inexperienced players would play closer to their potential. Mm. And I think both things have happened. Well, that's good. And, and, of course, the Heat, their focus is tomorrow night. You'll be down there in Sydney against yes. the Sixers. Uh, as we've said right the way along, uh, the two standouts have been the Sixers and the Scorchers. Well, the Scorchers won that battle and have, will host the final in Perth, so they're going to be extremely hard to beat. So the last hurdle to get to that matchup with the Scorchers is Heat v Sixers tomorrow night in Sydney. Jordan Silk, uh, mm. he spoke about the matchups. There's obviously some big holes there from a, from a batting sense. I don't think their bowling attack changes too much. Um, so they, they still provide a good challenge with the ball. The only team we haven't beaten this year as well. So it's, um, it's a real challenge for us to, to try and get, get over the line against them. Um, I think looking back to the Heat game, um, sorry, the game at the Gabba, where they were without all those batters as well, and they had people like Brown and McSweeney stand up. So I'm sure they'll have those guys coming back in and still very, you know, Queensland still produce very good cricketers and, you know, will be well aware and, and well researched. Mm, very good, Jordan. We're coming for you. But uh, they are experts at winning from anywhere, digging themselves out of trouble, mm-hmm. and playing, especially bowling, on that SCG pitch. How will the heat go? We'd love to hear from well, you. The Brighton home oh, zone yeah. tomorrow.
131355 or the text line is 0467 736 736. Can they do the improbable? They've won six of their last seven. Uh, ideally, they've got two to go. And blew the seventh. Mm. <laughs> well, we don't mention that. But you're allowed one slip up on the way to uh, on the way to fame, aren't you? Uh, well, we'll see how much fame they get. <laughs> now, that's a, that's the problem. Um, yes, the the two teams match up pretty well, and mm. as he said, they haven't beaten us yet. And we we were looking good in a washed out game. The Sydney Sixers would have had to do a lot of work to beat us then that night at North Sydney Oval. Uh, but it, it is this SCG they play so well on uh, two top orders that get themselves into trouble. Mm. Uh, and then Sydney, very good at digging themselves out. So I've just posted on social media, well, it probably won't go up there uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Cohen, you know, has a busy, busy day and he has to get it up yeah, there eventually. breathing can knock you around. <laughs> <laughs> we had a few takes, didn't we, Hume? <laughs> we took a couple of takes on that one, but there's a lot to fit in and not much time, wasn't there? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll just analyse how these two teams do stack up. You've got the top orders. Yep. That get get themselves into trouble a bit, and two really good bowling act, mm. um, uh, lineups. So uh, Stephen O'Keefe and Sean Abbott very important for the Sydney Sixers. Well, our top orders has been fragile until the finals, and along came Usman. And now we haven't got Usman or Manus or Renshaw to do that job for us. Mm. Let's see how how our inexperienced cricketers can play closer to their potential because they are good players. And we'll see how good they can be under pressure. Hey, I was down at the Bronx yesterday. I know you were. Mm. Mate, what a gift. <laughs> have, you, have you got a warehouse or something? I'm going to need one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was delighted with the presentation of a, a big Broncos frame jersey. Kevin Alfie did it. And I uh, stated the obvious. I said thank you to both of you. You've been providing me with stories for the last 30 plus years. Yeah, good call. You, and, what did you present them? No, I just a thank you. A heartfelt a big Broncos thank you. jersey back at straight back at you. <laughs> uh, and and I did mention that I was there for that very first training run at Corralbin in uh, late nineteen eighty seven. Kevin said, "Well, obviously I wasn't there. He didn't join for you know another year." But Alf was there, and uh, it, it was I, I stood sat around and, and watched training for a while. Boy, they trained hard. Yes, yeah. yeah. And for that one hour type duration that Todd Payton was talking about, or no, longer. Well, no, I. Steel Talent, who's their media boss, said, I'll oh, come down about 10.30. That's towards the end of training. And he said, we'd just like to say good day to you, you know, after the 47 years on seven, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, sure, mate. So I, I wandered over there after we finished our show yesterday and uh, stood with Vicky Wilson for a while, mm-hmm. our netball ledge, who's a Broncos board member. Yes. And uh, we were both uh, just sweating up a little, uh, trying to dodge the sun. It was a stinking hot day and the humidity was high. And they got a burger off her. Shades sale. Well, I, I, I thought standing with a board member, we could have been in air-conditioned comfort somewhere. Definitely up on the mezzanine level, yeah. overlooking the field. Yeah, anyway. No, no, no. They're training on the old field at the moment, oh, over the road. Get into the club, Paddy. But there were, had oh. to be like 50 players there. And it right. was there was there was quite a bit of full-on confrontation. It, it was it was hard work. I mean, it wasn't the, a trial match. No, 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 no. But uh, Wynnum weren't the other opposition or anything. Apparently, the train and trial players were there. The, the whole, mm. you know, it was like watching an NFL training yeah. session. You know, the plague's going everywhere. But no, it was willing, and it was it was very, very good. And I, as I said, I, uh, it was lovely to have uh, a little bit of time with Kevin and Elf straight after training. And uh, I'm very, very touched. And Dave Donner, he uh, who couldn't be there, the CEO, uh, he was just 
uh, looking after a, a family, a little bit of family business in the morning. He gave me a lovely call yesterday afternoon as well. So it was nice to hear from them. But uh, the reason the media were there, of course, was it was to hear from Marty Tapao, mm. who's uh, made this late decision to sign on with the Bronx. Yeah, really, really crazy. 24, 48 hours of what had happened and um, uh, the Broncos coming to the, to the table. Obviously, we had to weigh up everything, uh, you know, whether we had to have a really long conversation with our family and uh, I guess what's best for our family, first and foremost, uh, as well as uh, my career. So, look, we uh, weighed up every pro and con and we believe that the Broncos was uh, a great fit. As well considered, wasn't it? Mm. He, no, he speaks well. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good thinking with his family through what what we're going to need uh, moving forward because that it's a really cutthroat industry, as you know. Obviously, really hard to sort of look back and realise that you know I was technically unemployed. I had to strap on the boots, give the whistle to my wife, and she was my SNC. So <laughs> she definitely cracked the whip uh, the last couple of months. And I believe it's, it's helped uh, immensely. I'm not ready for you to get get the chop yet. Yeah, so, so the bride was the SNC. That's the strength <laughs> and conditioning coach. I tell you what, he looks pretty good. Uh, he, he looks sharp as well. She's done a good job. Yeah, and, and the general belief, Heels, is that he will bring, you know, he's the, he's the guy who has the triple-figure games beside him. And there's a lot of that Broncos team are still relatively young in terms of NRL matches. So just the big, you know, the experience that he brings to the pack is important. They're just eager to learn and, you know, they're, they're very open. They ask the honest questions and obviously with my experience in the game, uh, I'm happy to share that. Uh, and, you know, this morning, obviously, they've taken it and um, it's really helped them, especially around communications, you know. No matter what industry that you're in, communication is the key. Yeah, good use of his experience, and he's still working things out. But I think a good experience for him to know how close it was to finishing. Yeah. And that team that didn't offer him a contract this year, she's haven't they got to settle? Manly. I've got uh, – they're having issues again with the Pride jersey. They're the P's. They're all the P's at this stage for me. The Pride jersey problems of last year. The pens we haven't heard from the, no. the owners, have we? The pens. But Peter Peters has come in. Right? <laughs> yeah, I can't control the commentary from outside the building. Um, but one thing I do know is that um, you know, he is an important player to to our club and, and where we are and where we want to go. So, um, yeah, I think it's easy to, to make comments like that. But, um, yeah, I don't think it was a, an, an educated comment. And that, that was Peter Peters that he was talking about, sort of saying as a business decision. I love Tommy Turbo. But, geez, he's eating up a lot of our salary cap mm. and he's not on the field enough for my liking. So it, it was a – I think it was a good comment to have out there. And and everyone's got to get him on the field a lot better than they have and they've got to get going, Manly. What was the line? It was like having a Lamborghini in the garage full of petrol and uh, it's just got a few mechanical issues. Yeah. yeah. See, he's only averaged – 10 games a season, mm. uh, 10 or 11 games a season, I think 32 over the last three years. And he was Daly M before that, I'd say. Yeah, which is, is not good enough. But they've had him away with Bill Knowles yes. uh, working over there. And uh, the turbo is back. And, and he, he spoke about this this legend that is Bill Knowles, who a lot of the big, big stars, not just uh, American stars, but the Australians are starting to go over there. And Latrell was one of them. So the, the turbo spoke about working with Knowles. About being, you know, strong through ground contact and being strong in positions that you find yourself in a game, you know, change your direction with, 
whatever whatever uh, positions you find yourself, you need to be strong in them. So a lot of his drilling is around that uh, in the gym. So you can go out in the field and you can replicate it. So, um, yeah, just being strong through the ground, I think, is probably the, the best way to put it. And I, I think I read yesterday, organising your week in a certain way. Yeah. He's going to change everything up for the turbo. Um, so... Yeah, hopefully you can be really strong as three big men are trying to twist you around everywhere. But, but uh, yeah, Anthony Seabold's got his hands full again. Um, a C group that wants to get better. Um, a C group that um, enjoys each other's company. And, um, yeah, as I said, the, the, the next challenge for, for, for us is, as a group, to, to show um, yeah, the potential that we have as a group. And the only way we do that is by, um, you know, by winning games and, and putting in good performances in games. Not just potential, but starting to perform. So two more P's mm. for the Manly Club. Because he's been up and about early, sort of the Broncos' uh, early days uh, in 1988. Uh, my memories are $1,500 a win, $50 a loss. Oh, yes, it was very, very sad around the club when they lost the game. No, yeah. one, no one had any money. Um, and he said, this is the trivia question, who scored their first ever try? It was what, Brett LeMann. And, of course, uh, Don McKinnon relieving himself on the grass at the start of uh, the match at Lang Park. Oh, you didn't have to say that, did Penny? <laughs> well, it's, it's become sort of etched in folklore. And the infamous power brewing advertising hoarding around the players at uh, halftime after being told that Forex was uh, only that had the sole rights to Lang Park. So, mm. yes, there's there's never a shortage of a little controversy in uh, in footy, is there? Yeah, powers are back too, Penny. I, I see that. Powers are back. That, yeah. They're going to launch yeah. uh, oh, in a week's time. Mm. Next, mid next week, the Powers Brew is back, back launching. Mm. So I wonder if we'll see a bit more hoarding somewhere. You never know. We might. Brighton Homes Open Line. Love to hear from you this morning. 13, 13, 55. And don't forget with Brighton Homes, they're locking in your price until 2024, giving you the confidence to build your dream home. Or you can join us on the text line, 0467 736 736. Percy's already been there. Good morning, Paddy. Heels doesn't sound confident. We'll get further. What about? Well, obviously tomorrow night. Oh, tomorrow night in the heat. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, oh no, there's work to do. Oh, I would say we're less than fifty-fifty. Okay. So that's the challenge, oh, and so I, I like our players, and they've liked challenges this uh, year. So the old, you're playing the old underdog card, hey? We're, Isn't that lovely? We're definitely underdogs. Now look, there's some very, very weary eyes just coming to the studio. It's uh, <laughs> six eighteen.